Welcome to UK Rail Journeys, Series 1. In this series, I travel to North West Wales with the Steam Dreams Rail Company on their Welsh Dragon Tour. Episode 13, where I talk with two of my fellow passengers and then take the train three quarters of the way up Mount Snowdon. I'm with Sean, who's a pro when it comes to travelling with Steam Dreams. Sean, how did you get to know Steam Dreams? It was about 10 10 years ago, and Kate bought me a trip for my birthday. And the first trip we did was out of King's Cross with Tangmere, and we went to Lincoln. And if anybody who knows Lincoln, it's very nice. It's somewhere I hadn't been to for ages. And then we we, we stayed in Lincoln for a couple of hours, and then we came back through Grantham and down the East Coast Main Line and it was a day trip and it was in the middle of summer and the weather was very good indeed so it was a very good day it was our first experience of Steam Dreams and from then onwards we've been Steam Dreams customers if, if for want of a better word and we've done numerous trips day trips and holiday trips with them over the last 10 years. Kate will tell you that um, we've been to places in the UK that we never envisaged we would ever go to. We discuss it at length quite regularly and we feel that we've now been around the UK approximately six times in ten years. So that encompasses the far west to Penzance, the far north to Inverness and beyond. We've done Wales umpteen times, done the east coast. So we've seen a good bit of Britain one place in particular where we had never been was Carlisle and we've now been to Carlisle six or seven times in the space of ten years be it only to change locomotives but we're always there for a couple of hours so we've got to know it quite well we know the, where to go and have something to eat we've been in the cathedral so um, yeah the UK has an awful lot to offer and we still haven't seen everything I agree the UK I think is a wonderful destination to go to now, what makes you keep coming back to Steam Dreams? I think they offer um, a wide variety of different things. You can either have a multi-trip, as in three or four days, or you can have a day trip. There's different destinations, and you don't always want to go to some of them, but some you want to go back to. So we've been to Penzance a couple of times. I think the first time we went to Penzance, we had a four-day trip, and we stopped at... I think just outside of Swindon or somewhere because we had a fire in the kitchen. But (laughs) hey-ho, we carried on (laughs) and we got down there. We had our four days and we also had an incident on the same trip of we had the wrong coal. We had Polish coal, apparently. So that that was another interesting thing we had (laughs) to go with. So, yes, we always go back because there's different things to do on... So there's there's lots of different things. Part of that trip also on the consider um, the day off the train as as it, as we call it was a trip to the Isles of Scilly on the Sunday, which was a fascinating day. It was one of the hottest days of the year. It was absolutely sweltering. And if anybody knows the Isles of Scilly, which we didn't at all, 
we arrived on the Isles of Scilly to find everywhere shut. But, believe it or not, the word gets round and within half an hour you've never seen so many shops and shopkeepers rush into their shops to open up. And it was a bewildering experience because the local co-op was only open for a couple of hours and all of a sudden it decided it would open for the entire time that a boatload of people from Steam Dreams turned up on their, on their doorstep. And it was a fascinating day. It was fascinating to see the islands and um, different. And this is what we like, is you always get a day. You're not on the train all the time. There are always different trips for you to go on. You can please yourself whether you want to go on them or not. Or you can go and do your own thing. So you joined the train on Saturday. And how was the journey up to Shrewsbury on Saturday? It was different, as they always are. <laughs> Things either happen or don't happen. Things happen that you don't expect them to. So... Yes, it was quite a good journey. There's always good company and we have got to know people, I suppose, over the years. So there's some people that you know and you either drop in and out with and others that you pick up on other trips. So there's always someone you know. you always got someone to talk to and have a laugh with or company. And it's all like a big family after a couple of days, well, usually after about the first day. It's usually like a big family. You're in morning, how are you, what are you doing, you know, where are you going and whatever else. So, yes, we always enjoy that. Yes, because the journey to Shrewsbury was certainly by a longer route than most normal trains would take. But we did arrive just about on time, I think it was. So Yes, we arrived on time, and as Kate was saying there, we, we, we've got, over the, over the years, there are regular steam dreamers, as we call them, and we get, we do, we've got to know various people, we've got to make some good friends as well. Some who aren't with us on this trip for various reasons, but they're always keen to know what, what's going on and no doubt I'll have to report in or Kate will have to report in over the coming days of who was on the trip, how many times did, we, uh, did they vary from the itinerary that was printed. This is what we like about uh, the trips that we go on. Um, yes, there's an itinerary of sorts, has to be a, a base, but it can change. And if you're not prepared to, to go with the flow as such, then you won't enjoy that you won't enjoy these trips. Well thank you very much for that. It's day four. It's a beautiful morning. The sun is shining, the sky is blue. I can't see a cloud anywhere, not a hint of mist. The sight across the harbour here, across the strait, and to the Isle of Anglesey is absolutely stunning. Today, I'm off to do the Snowdon Mountain Railway and a couple of other things. Here at Thlamberis, a little bit of mist at the top of the mountains, but only a little bit of mist, probably more haze than mist. The Snowdon Mountain Railway is certainly very popular today, and our journey will take us three quarters of the way up. There's one train getting ready to depart, passengers have just got on board it, and then I think it will be us. 
So here we are, sat in the carriage on the diesel train, waiting to go up Snowdon. Packed in like sardines. Very popular this morning. <laughs> We're now climbing quite steeply, our engine working on the rack. I know I've said it before, but I'm going to say it again. It really is a beautiful day today. Passing the houses of Lambert, trees on the other side. Everyone basking in the sunshine. Below us, a coal yard. Sacks of coal, piles of coal. Coal in hoppers waiting for loading to more bags. The town where we started looks small in the distance on the right because we've gone round 90 degrees. There are fewer trees, but lots of scrub. Sheep feeding on the tough grass. Gorse. Is it a second flowering that he's having this year? And patches where the moss is deep, which must be where the water collects. We're now at 1,069 feet, according to the sign. We've stopped to allow the other train to go down because we're at a passing place. Sadly, on our way up here, discarded plastic bottles, plastic bags, not the same quantities as I've seen in the United States. Places to see the nice proper glimpse of Snowden now just ahead of us. It is the, the mountain in the far distance. It does look quite deceptive, the summit itself. Uh, the summit is the uh, pinnacle sticking up uh, on the cliff uh, in the far distance ahead of us there. The other peak, the round shaped mountain, that's the second highest mountain in Wales, Canada Cape, which is 1,065 metres. Snowdon is another 20 metres higher up. It's, it does look lower, that's because it's further eastwards, further away. Uh, it's 1,085 metres, which makes it the highest mountain in Wales. It's such a pity to see rubbish scattered. It so spoils the beauty of where we are. It is four and a half miles from Amberis uh, to the summit. So if you walk up and down the same route, it's a nine mile walk. It takes around about four to five hours, roughly on average, to walk up and then back down to Camberis. So in fact, we're only going four times faster than walking pace. Lots of people stop to take a photograph of us. We're going around some pretty steep curves at the current time as we follow the side of the mountain upwards. The final few flowers on the heather, lots of seed heads. 
stone beside us covered in moss and what looks like foxgloves. The railway workers back in 1641 of course, when I said halfway, that's halfway to the top. But as we're only going three quarters of the way, it's somewhat more than halfway through our upward journey. The cafe just above halfway which is down from the railway, had quite a few walkers buying refreshment. A sheep just beside the track looking at us with deep disdain. Now that we've passed, it's back to mowing the grass. On a windy day, the wind gets too strong. This is where we would uh, stop the trains, terminate them uh, near this platform. This uh, was once a platform, no longer in use. Uh, it is about 5 8 to the height of uh, Snowden. And then uh, coming up here now, guys, be prepared now for a nice view down the left hand side and see what you think of this view now. This is where they, they do really start to get extensive view you know, views down here now. Wait for this, here we go. And as we pass Rocky Valley, there is now the most magnificent view down. We've just gone through another passing place at 2,665 feet above sea level. 2,556 feet. Oh, 2,556 feet above sea level. The views on either side are stunning. To my left, there's a lake. To my right, the very deep valley. With cars and lorries and buses on it that look as though they're very small toys from this height. We're waiting for the train that's at the passing place to move off down the line so that we can then go into that station. The cliff faces you see here, folks, this is called Clockwidirande, which means black cliffs. This is where the, the old famous salt climbers used to climb prior to their expedition up the Everest and Alps. Sir Edmund Hillary was one of them, Christopher Bonington, Sir Christopher Bonington, and then Eric Jones and all them used to climb here prior to their expeditions. Okay, so uh, when the next train comes up, that'll be the uh, 12 o'clock. I'll keep the horn like this during the last five minutes. 
That's what four are about 20 to 1. So just after 20 to 1, when they're going beat the horn. As you can see, this is an open area, so don't go too far away. Otherwise, you will miss the train. Certainly, don't go far down this side. Hell will drop down there, believe you me, you will go down very, very fast indeed if you do that. So, uh, do not do that, okay? So, you can keep your step inside the train. You can come back at any time between now and just before quarter to one, guys, okay? So, we'll open the doors now for you and uh, Mike the Gaff. Thank you. Thank you. This podcast has been produced by the Mr. T Podcast Studio. I thank the passengers and the teams from Steam Dreams and West Coast Railways for making this podcast possible. Join me in a couple of weeks for the next episode. And thank you very much for listening.